good afternoon. It's 12.03. Um, and welcome to the Good Fighters. Uh, I am your host. I am your host or your vessel <laughs> for today. Um, well, for right now, if you're listening, you tune into this podcast. My name is Ashley. Um, I, before I say anything, let me pray in. Father God, um, just thank you for today. Thank you for another day because you gave us breath in our lungs. That means you gave us another chance to get it right. Um, just thank you for your grace and mercy that are that's new every day. Um, thank you for just meeting us wherever we are at and always being the God that feels every need. And um, just thank you for being so loving. Honestly, just thank you for being so loving and so merciful that you never leave us where we're at. You always reach for us. You reach, you reach, we reach. And as we reach out to try to grasp you, um, God, I just thank you that for every person you send, for every revelation you give, thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for Jesus Christ who died on the cross to give us Holy Spirit, to give us the advocate, to intercede for us, to tell us what it is that you say so that we have an understanding to build a closer, intimate relationship with you. So, just thank you. Thank you for another chance to get it right. I think we sometimes we take grace for advantage, but thank you for another day to get get it right and to get a better understanding of you. Thank you for never um, willingly allowing us to just walk through life blind. Thank you for every bill that you take off of our eyes each and every day. Thank you for new understanding um, and just thank you for always seeing the best in us and and who we really are. Thank you for truth. Thank you for just always seeing the truth in who we are and what you spoke over us when we was in the womb and when we first came out. Just thank you for every truth and because that's what you're pulling out of us. That's what you're reaching towards. That's what you're that's some that's something that you're yeah, you're pulling out of us. So just thank you for that. Um thank you for never giving up on us and waiting in the water. So um it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, good, good afternoon, guys. I want to keep saying good morning, but it's the afternoon, so good afternoon, guys. Um, I really just wanted to hop on here really quick and just share with you guys some things that I've learned um, in these last couple days um, and some revelation and everything like that. I recognize that I am a work in progress, and, and there are some things that um, God and Holy Spirit, as I speak, you increase and I decrease there are some things that, that I just don't get wrapped up in how they were receiving and trying to sound so smart, but just let me speak in the spirit. And, um, you know, I trust you with the rest. Um, I recognize that I'm a person that needs to get better with writing things down because I'll stand up and I'll fall back up again. And when I say stand up, I mean, like, I'll get a revelation and God will teach me something and I'm good. I'm good for like a couple of days and then I'm falling back down again. I'm still trying to get my feet. And I recognize I need to get better with writing things down. I need to get better with meditating. I, I need to get better with just like um, holding on to the truth. Um, there's a scripture that says that um, he found the truth and he hid it. And um, a pastor touched on this and said that, you know, when you get the truth from God, hide it, write it down. Hide it, put it somewhere where you value it and not hide it from yourself. Hide it from the enemy. Put it somewhere where you're like protected protect it um like remember where it is nurture it you know 
and I need to get better with writing things down because God, again, God will give me revelation. He'll teach me something. He'll show me something and I'll, I'm good. And then something happens and I forget, I forget. And then when I'm going through the process of trying to come out of it again, God is bringing up all of this stuff he's taught me before. And I'm like, okay, God, you already, you know, you told me that. Why did, how did I forget? How did I forget? And I'm recognizing that I need to get better with writing it down and like um, putting it in places where my eyes can see. So, you know, like the affirmations, whether it be on sticky notes, whether you're sticking it around your house, whatever it is that you're doing, but just putting it in a place that you can see it, repeating it, meditating it on it, because it's a change that's going to happen in your mind. The war is in your mind and there's a change that needs to happen in your mind so that as situations happen, you learn how to handle it better in the moment in the moment right and that after you've done the things that you used to do so you're in this cycle and then you're like okay next time I'm gonna get better and then you're doing it again and then you're like next time I'm gonna get better because I know better but actually doing the work that mean when the situation happened actually making the change in the situation right when it's happening and that's what I want to get better at um so uh, where did I, where was we going with this God, Holy Spirit, bring it back to me. Yeah, so, um, it's interesting because these last conversations that I've had with people has been around the same topics, right? And, um, let's just channel in, I really want to touch on, and I think my proof today will, not my proof, but like my my scripture base will be the book of Job. And um, there's times where, and I think we're still being taught, right? That when you do what's right, good things will happen. When you do what's bad, bad things will happen. But the truth is, bad things do happen to good people or quote unquote good people, right? Because we all have our sins. We all have our things. And to me, I just couldn't wrap my mind around the fact that like, Okay, if we're all sinners and we're all making mistakes and everything like that, um, how do you get justified? How do you get seen as righteous? And I thought it was through works. Um, you know, I'm a, a pastor said that a lot of people get stuck in this legalistic phase of Christianity and a lot of them stay there. And I had to admit that I'm like, okay, I am very legalistic. Now, there's some, and there's a lot of things that I've said in the spirit and, you know, yeah. But when it comes to my day-to-day mind, sometimes I can become very legalistic. And, and, and there's certain things that I'm just very legalistic on. I feel like I'm not legalistic when it comes to other people. I can extend grace better than I can give it to myself, right? And that comes from trauma. There's a whole spill on that, right? But, um... In my own mindset and in my own situation, I can be very legalistic. I believed that, and and this was a lie that the enemy can convince me of so easily because it's my past. So I, I recognize that the enemy can get you, will get you with the same lie that um, basically a lie that he's been telling you your whole life because it's a lie that you easily believe. It's something you've been told your whole life. And mine basically was that I'm not like other people. I am held more responsible than other people, which is true in certain aspects. But, um, you know, that 
I, I just don't deserve the same grace and mercy as other people. When, um, when other people mess up, you know, God's going to forgive them fine. But with you, no, no, like he's not going to forgive you partially because you know better. And then I'm just stuck in this process where I'm like, okay, because I know better. Does that mean I do not deserve the process? Like, because I know better, I can't mess up. And when I mess up, it's like hell and brimstone. Like, and you know, like I was stuck in this process and, or I was just stuck in this thought or this, this lie. Right. So I started believing that, okay, every time I mess up, I'm going to reap the worst possible outcome of my mess up. And it just made it hard to, to tie this back in. It just made it hard for me to understand that, like, I could be justified. Going back to what Jesus did on the cross, I could be justified because I had believed my whole life that when I mess up, um, I deserve the consequences of my actions, not other people. I deserve the consequence of my actions. So when it comes to grace and mercy and all of those things, it's still a process for me to try to um, receive because I believed that um, grace and mercy is just scarce for me. Grace and mercy is abundant for other people, but it's scarce for me because when I mess up, I don't receive um, like a ticket out or I don't receive the, hey, it's okay. You know, like that was my past. I didn't receive the, when I messed up, hey, it's okay. It's okay. You made a mistake. It's fine. Or I received like, this is the consequence of your action. I didn't receive, I, it was so rare that like, and I'm thinking about in a physical realm, right? Because a lot of our ideas of God and stuff comes from our parents and everything. So I'm thinking about my parenting, right? With my parents, where it was like, I would mess up and I will reap the consequence of my action. Um, with my parents, I didn't really get the, oh, it's okay. The whole coddle situation, like, it's okay. Um, you just made a mistake. That's not who you are. I'm gonna let you off the hook this time. And, um, you know, it, it was really like, you know, you're punished. I got my butt whooped. Um, and I was really the person that really made mistakes because I was scared of that. I was scared of that. So I felt like, if I do everything right, you know, I don't get consequence. But as soon as I mess up, even if it's just the littlest thing, I'm getting punished. So it shifted into how I saw God, right? So I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, when when I'm trying to do what's right, and maybe I made one or two, three mistakes on the way, and I'm apologizing for it. But I'm finding myself in a situation where I'm like, okay, obviously you didn't forgive me because if you forgave me, I would not be here. And maybe you forgave me, but you were still like, this is the consequence of your action. So I'm stuck between these two mindsets where I'm like, like Job, Job said, there's no, no, there's no purpose in trying to please God because he felt like in that, at that time, he felt like, I've tried to do what's right. I know Job was not perfect. The only person that was ever perfect was Jesus. So I'm trying to do what's right. And it just seems like all hell broke loose. 
And in Job, it said that Job, you know, slaughtered, you know, he made sacrifices every day, even for his kids, just in case they messed up. So he was making atonement. He was, it wasn't that he wasn't making mistakes. He was going back. He was making atonement. He was repenting. I guess that would be their, their, their thing for repenting and trying to get in right standing with God. It's like, yes, I'm, I'm messing up, but I'm atoning. I'm, I'm, I'm repenting, you know, and I'm even trying to cover my family too. But all hell still broke loose. So what's the point in trying to be righteous and repenting and doing all of this? Is all hell is still going to break loose. And his friends were saying like, oh, you had to do something wrong. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, you know, I'm not the perfect person, God. I'm not the perfect person. I make mistakes. But when I make mistakes, I try to make them right. I repent, you know, I apologize. I'm still in the process. There's still some things you're walking me through, but I, I don't give up. I still try. Like I, I, I may mess up, but I get back up again. I say, God, I'm sorry. And I try to do better next time. I still try. And I, I still mess up, but I still try. And I'm like, but what's the point of all of this? If every time I mess up, all hell's going to break loose. And I feel like um, that has been a way for people, especially like in the church and everything, for people to um, try to come up with this formula for God, right? You do everything right, you're blessed, highly favored, fine. You do anything wrong, or if your life does not look exceedingly and abundantly blessed, then you're obviously doing something wrong. But what did God tell Job at the end? And it's funny because so many times in the Bible we see God confound the wise. We see him do it, where they had this legalistic thing that you do anything wrong if you're stuck if you find yourself in a situation that's bad or like you know quote-unquote bad and bad things are happening to you then somehow some way you deserved it but I couldn't understand it because I'm like I thought God don't give us what we deserve so hold on what's this grace and mercy thing then you know and I'm I'm like do we is there a grace and mercy or is there not because if we're teaching this legalistic thing, that means by that definition, none of us deserve any good things to happen to us. None of us deserve it. We all deserve bad things. But how is it that y'all are not, bad things are not happening to y'all in y'all life, but it's happening to me. So some way, somehow, I must be better than y'all. That's just the, that's just the, the thing that like, this is what my mind is trying to understand. I must be not a good person like how I thought I was because if that's the case you know and then that's how we start to compare ourselves when we're taught that way when we're taught that way that's how we start to compare ourselves because if she's you know flourishing her business is growing she's doing this and she's doing that and I'm trying to do what's right and I'm living right and my life it just seems like bad things continuously happen to me she must be a much better person than I am there's something better about her than it is about me. She must be more righteous. God must favor her more. 
right? And that's not necessarily true. One, we need to get out of this thing of comparing ourselves because you don't know this person's story. And I think we also have to understand all good things do not come from God. And bad things, God can allow bad things. Think about the story where God allowed Israel to go in captivity. God raised, God raised, um, Nebuchad- King Nebuchadnezzar up. It said he stirred his spirit. He raised his spirit to say, go send him into captivity. And they thinking, you know, of course they were, you know, worshiping idols and doing stuff like that. But even God orchestrated or he allowed the bad thing to happen for their good. For their good. Right? And even remember when the devil said, like, you gotta... When the devil told Jesus... Um, I will give you all of the splendor of this world if you bow down to me. Just because somebody is excelling and they got money and they're rich and all that does not mean that they are in right standing with God. So we have to get out of this legalistic thing and this mindset that if you do good, you get good. You do bad, you get bad because that's not true. How many times have we seen in the Bible where there were prophets and everybody saying, God, the wicked, the wicked, they're full. Their bellies are full. They got all the money in the world. Yet I'm trying to do what's right, you know, and they they mock me. They mock me. I'm an outcast. I'm, you know, like I'm, I'm persecuted. I'm judged. I'm, I'm all of these things. And we think that, oh, if that is happening to you. You are not in right standing with God. So, I think we can sometimes, I would say for me, like, it it made it hard for me to receive grace and mercy. I just really felt like, man, this thing just don't exist for me. It don't exist for me because I can, you know, somebody can be doing something wrong, but I'm like, you know, it's grace and mercy that God is allowing this thing to happen. But, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I started comparing our sins, right? I started comparing our sins. I didn't do as bad as they did. Why is my situation worse than theirs? Well, I'm not that bad of a person. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't do that. We start comparing our sins. When I think about it is we all have sins that are equal, God says no, no, no one sin is bigger than the other. They're all equal in God's eyes. So it's not that your sin is bigger than theirs or their sin is less than yours or whatever the case may be. And it, it confuses us. It deceives us. It deceives us. And it has us going down this rabbit hole of comparison, judgment. Um, we start losing hope. You know, we lose our vision. It's to distort our vision of God and who he is. And what 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 is really going on? Now we're confused. Now we're we got this heaviness on us. Now we just don't want to talk to God. Now our relationship becomes distant and it's all to disconnect us because it started off with the fact that, you know, with this lie. This is a lie. Not all good things 
happen to good people. Not all bad things happen to bad people. There are bad things that happen to good people, good things that happen to bad people. It's God's sovereignty. You do not know his plan. You do not know his plan. Sometimes God will allow people to excel just to get them to the place where he wants them to be. He has a plan. God will allow some people to fall just to get them to where he wants them to be to raise them back up again. You like you just don't know the plan. And when we get in our head that we're just trying to figure God out. And time and time again, God confounds us to say, you cannot put me in a box. Stop thinking like the angels don't even know all God's perfect plan. We surely don't know. Because it's like, if I told you, you wouldn't have to trust me. But we're steady trying to figure it out, aren't we? Confusing ourselves. Steady trying to figure it out. Steady trying to justify everything. And I couldn't, and it it made me confused on how to even receive what Jesus did up on the cross. Because I'm like, okay, what did Jesus get up on that cross for then? Because y'all are saying he justified me with the blood of Jesus, you know, and, and all of that. But maybe the blood of Jesus is just not working for me because I know I make mistakes. I repent and I plead the blood of Jesus. I try to do better, but my situation don't get better. So is God, is Jesus' blood really enough for me? And that's a lie and that's a trick of the enemy. Because God didn't say Job was perfect. God said Job was righteous. And by the blood of Jesus, we are all justified and righteous. And then it starts to mess with our self-worth. Like, it's just a domino effect. It starts to mess with our self-worth. I found myself, like, again, questioning my identity. Am I really who God said I am? Because if I'm trying to be this better person and I'm growing, I'm mature, and I'm doing all of this stuff, but my situation is just getting worse and worse and worse, am I really, am I, I start questioning myself, am I really? I start attaching my circumstance to my identity, right? Because bad equals bad. Bad equals bad. If my situation is bad, then I must not be a good person. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, well, maybe I'm not the person I thought I was. And I start believing a lot of the enemy. You're not worth that. You're not worthy of this. You're not worthy of forgiveness. There's something else you got to do for God to forgive you. You got to work for that. You can't just say, God, forgive me. He forgives you. You got to go through this whole process before he can forgive you. And I just started to feel so heavy and sad and sorrowful because I was just like, you know, um, if you put, if you're putting me and I kept feeling like I have to constantly prove myself to God, I have to constantly prove myself to him. I have to work for him to like me. I have to work for him to, um, see me as worthy. I'm like, okay, maybe I got to go through this situation So on the other side, he can say, now you're worthy. Now you're righteous. Now you're, you get what I'm saying? Now I love you. Now I'm proud of you. Not that he's proud of me. He loves me and I'm worthy all the time. 
and the lie and the trick of the enemy is that you once once you ask for forgiveness you have to prove yourself to God before he forgives you and it stops you from just instantly walking in that instead of us going to God and saying God forgive me for my sins really meaning it in our heart and starting to walk in that forgiveness we're like God forgive me for my sins um you know I, I really mean it and I'm about to show you that I really mean it I'm about to show you right now that I really mean it. You know, I'm going to go through this situation. I'm going to show you. And you're going to love me at the end of this. Instead of just believing that God says, okay, I forgive you. And then walking in that, it's like we go through this whole other process where we feel like I got to show God. And it's really not for God. It's for us. Because we feel unworthy. We feel like we don't deserve it. We feel like we have this distorted view of God. Because we feel like we don't deserve it. We feel like God God feels like I don't deserve it. That's not true. That's not true. God told Job, where were you when I designed the world? Where were you? So if you are more wiser than me and you think you know what you're talking about, then come be God. Come be me. Come be me. I know what I'm doing. God allowed that to happen to Job. He allowed it. He said, have you tried my servant Job, who is righteous? So sometimes bad things happen to righteous people. And God allows it. He allows it to get the glory. He allows it because there's something else bigger going on. If I'm in a situation, and I'm not going to say that I feel like I don't deserve because if it's coming down to deserving, we all deserve hell. We all deserve death. We all deserve condemnation. But there's grace and mercy, so we don't get that. So we are operating in grace and mercy. The fact that we're still alive is grace and mercy. And we didn't drop dead is grace and mercy. The fact that we still have hope for a future is grace and mercy after our actions and our heart and our past and our sins should have led us straight to death. But God gave us hope for a future. The enemy came to still kill and destroy. But I have come to have hope. Hope for a future. Jesus, Jesus did that. Jesus came so we can have hope and hope for a future because our sins should have caught us dead and sent us straight to hell in condemnation. That should have been the only thing we got look, got we have to look forward to. But because Jesus came, we have hope for a future, even though we messed up and we did our sins and we did our things in the past. So, um, although. God, God allowed it. He allowed it. And there's always a bigger plan going on. And looking in that, I believe part of the bigger plan, which I, you know, God is so strategic. I don't know what else that offset, but part of the bigger plan was to show everybody that not all good Things happen to good people and all bad things happen to bad people. Bad things happen to good people. 
And your circumstance does not define your standing with God. It does not. If God said this is who you are and your circumstance is different, who do you believe? Do you believe God and that you are who you are no matter when your circumstance says otherwise? They had Job look, telling Job, you need to look for your sin. Because there's some sin you have not atoned for, you have not apologized for. And I'm pretty sure there is in my life. God is still revealing sin to me. That, oh, remember when you did this? Remember you did? He's not accusing me. There's just a conviction that I know, oh, hang on. I messed up there. Okay. Teach me so I don't make that same mistake. It's not an accusation. Because the enemy will hold it against you. This is who you are. What the heck is going on? This is who you are. But God will say, you made this mistake, remember this? Okay, repent for it. Do better next time. Don't do this again. Don't do this again. I need you to walk away from this. Don't do this again. The enemy will say... You remember you did this? This is who you are. This is who you will always be. So there's a difference in conviction and condemnation. Um, but I believe part of it was to show them that bad things happen to good people. But God has a plan for all of it. He has a plan for all of it. They had Job looking for sin. I'm pretty sure in my life there are sins that I still have yet to confess or repent or whatever the case may be. I'm pretty sure that there are sins that that has happened. But then I'm sitting here, like Job said, are you holding against me the sins of my youth? Have you brought up stuff that I did in the past and now this is coming back to haunt me? Like, is that, is that what this is? The sins of my youth? The things that I messed up when I didn't know no better? Is this what you're holding against me? Is that why I'm here? Is that why I'm in this situation? And I literally started to dig up my past and I'm getting so depressed because I'm going all in my past and I'm like, I remember when I did this, maybe this is why I'm here. I remember when I did this, maybe this is why I'm here. I remember when I did this, maybe this is why I'm here. Instead of me remembering that when I got in God, when I accepted God, when I received it and I accepted it, I was seen as righteous before God. The sins of my youth have been forgotten. The only way that will come back is for conviction as a learning lesson. My past is a learning lesson. My past is not my identity. So yes, I may have messed up and you know did things in my past or whatever case may be but that's not why I'm here I'm not being punished for the sins of my youth that's not why bad things are happening to me right now God has a bigger plan and if you go back y'all it's this whole domino effect I really don't want to I really don't. I really don't want to get so deep into this right now because it's a domino effect, right? 
I want to, um, if you follow me on Instagram, um, you know, I don't know uh, what day I'll be posting this, but I want to talk about this video, um, that this podcast, not a podcast, but it's a sermon that I watched yesterday that really just showed the depths, like he will snatch you down. The enemy will start off with a lie and he will tornado, he will whirlwind you down. He will, what is that called? Downward spiral you all the way down into the pits of hell, into depression from one thing. He will take that one thing. Now he got you as a stronghold and yank you all the way back. Now you can't see clearly. Now you're 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 jaded. Your your vision is is messed up. Now you're confused. You're sad. You're depressed. You have all of these spirits over you. And it started off with that one thing. That one lie that he continues to tell you that just chips away at everything, every truth that God gave you. I found myself Literally, after that, questioning everything. Like, is this true then? If this, hold on, is this true? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't really know. And I had to tell myself, I had, I, Jesus, well, I'm not going to say I had to tell myself. God really said to me, stop saying you don't know. Stop saying you don't know. What is the truth and what is the lie? Because when you say you don't know, you're just throwing your hands up in the air. I don't know. I don't know. When I'm sitting here and I'm conflicted between two um, statements, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, I don't know what's the truth or what's the lie, whatever. Just forget it. Move on. You're believing a lie. When you're saying, I don't know, what's the truth? What's the truth? And I found myself, God kept saying, truth, 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 truth. That's what you need to hold on to. Truth, 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 truth. I am the truth. Truth, 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 truth. Keep reading your word. Truth, truth. Keep feeding yourself. Truth, truth, truth. Because right now the enemy is lying to you. He's lying and he's chipping away at everything. This situation, he's lied to you about what it's about. And it showed me that my altar... And I keep saying altar because I love that. There was a woman who was who was preaching about this in New York. My B group leader had sent it to me. And well, she sent it to all of us. And she kept saying, God said, fix my altar. My, you. Every time God is telling us, fix the way you see me. Fix it. You don't see me correctly. It's distorted. Fix my altar. It's messed up. It's backwards. Fix it. Fix it. When God was telling him to build his altar, he was t- do this, dude. It was strate- It was. It was precise. It was detailed. It was so that it could all come together the way that it was intended. But when you're putting stuff backwards and upside down, and it's, you fix it, fix it. This is not my altar. And what he told me, he was like, your, this, your salvation, the reason why you feel like your salvation is on, is just you have to continue to fight for it. You feel like you have to fight for your salvation. You have to fight for grace and mercy. 
the reason why you're so tired, Ashley. Fix it. You are operating out of grace and mercy. You are. There's nothing you can do. Like, you can't earn it. You don't deserve it. Wrap your mind around it first. And in in order for me to do that, I have to go back to some trauma. I have to go back to some trauma and heal. And I'm still healing that I don't have to earn God's love. In real love, you don't have to earn. I still think I do. You don't have to beg people to forgive you. You don't have to prove yourself for people to forgive you. You don't have to fight for forgiveness. It's just something somebody gives. It's freely given. It's just something somebody gives. You don't have to work for somebody to love you. And your worth is not based off of what you have you 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 just you you are worthy you are worthy because God says you are and when you operate out of that truth that I am who God says I am no matter what my situation says no matter what nobody else says That I am who God says I am. No matter what. Then you'll start to operate out of your true identity. And not operating out of a lie. When you're operating out of a lie. um, You're just more receptive. And you start allowing these spirits to operate in you. Because you're operating out of a lie. When, you, when you're operating out of the identity that you're not worth it, you start allowing the spirit of depression, the spirit of lack, the spirit of, un, you know, the spirit of low self-worth. You start let, letting those spirits operate on you. And then guess what else starts to happen? You start to compare yourself. So now you have the spirit of comparison over you. Um, you just start to get content or you just start to settle so now you're forfeiting stuff you're aborting things and then you start getting conflicted because your spirit you know then you start looking for other ways to compensate for this unfulfillment that you have so now you're you're doing all of these things like you're comfort eating you're watching tv you're distracting yourself you're dating you're doing all of these things because you feel like well i might as well get comfortable here i might as well settle here i'm not really worth that thing but i I have this emptiness in me there's something lacking there's something you know that i don't have and you start trying to fill it with things that, that, that that they don't fulfill you they don't fulfill you and you're disconnected from the identity that God gave you. Because you believe the lie. It started off with a lie. So I'm speaking to people who are um, 
you bad things do happen to good people but trust God God has plans he has plans he's not a liar everything that he has promised you will come to pass and that this is happening for a reason serve it well wherever you are whatever is going on serve it well and feed yourself truth every time you start feeling that cloud come over you telling you that this is forever this is permanent this is what you deserve and the thing about it is that deceive he will deceive because the truth is is that we don't deserve anything good so you start to believe that oh i do deserve this i'm a sinner but you operate out of grace and mercy we deserve death we deserve death but God is not a liar and Jesus came so that you don't you don't you have hope for a future you have hope for a future God kept bringing 10 10 to me 10 10 to me 10 10 to me and I'm like enemy comes to steal kill and destroy but I come so that they may have hope for a future I kept saying that but I'm like God why do you keep bringing this to me I know this already but he's have you received it because he's he comes to he seeks he told Jesus told Peter the enemy seeks to swift you as wheat. He he's he's seeking to destroy you. But remember that Jesus came so you can have hope and have it for and and have hope for a future. God is not a liar. Everything that he said about you will come to pass. You are who God says you are. And your circumstance does not define what God says about you. Serve your season well. Do what you're supposed to do. Do what you you know you're supposed to do. Be kind. You know, allow God to prune you. Be kind. Um, Be patient. Be generous. Be, um, you know, faithful. Have the fruits of the Spirit. The fruits of the Spirit is long-sufferance, endurance, um, patience, um, love, peace, um <clears throat> faithfulness um self control um hope like have have these things have them have them right where you're at steward well where you are if god brings something to you that you need to repent for repent repent ask god for forgiveness forgive yourself and move on Go through your process. If you need to go through a process of forgiving yourself, you need to cry. If God tells you to apologize to that person, apologize to that person. Forgive yourself and move on. Move on. And serve your season well. Stay connected to God at this time. Stay connected to Him. There's something happening that you don't know about. You don't know about. You don't know. Sometimes God, we ask God to use us, but we want to be used in the good situations. There are situations that happen where God puts us in some pretty bad situations. And it's like, are you going to allow me to use you in the bad stuff too? Or do you want to just be used when you're on stage and, you know, you got a lot of Instagram followers and you make money, you want to be used. And that, like, you don't want to be used when I need you to go to the, to the valley, when I need you to go to the depths of some things. You don't want to be used in. Psalms 121. Though I walk in the valley of death. 
You may be in a dark space. You may be where you just feel like I am a sheep among wolves. (laughs) I am, where am I, Jesus? (laughs) Why am I here? I don't deserve to be here. I don't know why you put me here. Um, Although you may feel like that, remember, okay, if you want to allow God to use you, serve it well. Serve it well. Maybe there's some skills you need to pick up. Maybe there's some things that God needs to teach you. Stay close. Stay close. Stay close. Steward it well. Steward it well. And um, sometimes I think that's just, you know, isolation. I do. Sometimes I just think that's isolation. You know how I'm going to serve it well? I'm going to stay by myself. I'm going to stay away from these people. (laughs) I'm going to stay away from these people. I'm going to stay to myself. I'm going to isolate myself. But there's going to be some times where God will say, okay, I need you to, like he told Jesus, he, you know, like Jesus will go, he will be hanging out, you know, with the people, you know, eating with the sinners, talking with the disciples, and then he will pull away. He will pull away, he go spend time with God, and then he will, you know, go back out and continue to do his thing. So it's like, it does not mean stay the whole time by yourself. There will be times where God tells you, okay, I need you to come. I need you to come and, you know, be with me. I need you to just come on, come on. We Come sit with me for a little bit. Come sit with me. I need you to spend this time with me. And then there will be times where God will say, okay, go. Go down there and talk to them. You know, go eat with them. Go hang out with them. There will be times. So just heed his instruction. But get out of the lie that, like, you're here because you did something wrong or whatever the case may be. Or, you know, you're here because your sins of your past then caught up with you. And karma then came around. Like, God, you know, karma is not even biblical. Um, yeah. That's not it. Karma says you get what you deserve, which is a lie. We just talked about that. Um, if that's the case, baby, karma would have got all of us and we would be um, six feet under by now. But grace and mercy says you, you get what you don't deserve. You get what you don't deserve. It's grace and mercy we wake up every day. Um, <clears throat> my friend would like to say that, you know, people are really slumping in their sleep. They're going to sleep and they're not waking up. Um. I'm sorry, I just had to take a second. Um, they go to sleep and they're not waking up. But the fact that you woke up today is grace and mercy. You did not get what you deserve. You should have went to. You should have not woke up. You should not have woke up. Um, because that's death is worth worthy of sin. I mean, sin is worthy of death. That's what it is. Every sin is worthy of death. But we can get up again. We can wake up again and. and get another chance to come out of sin and do things right so um yeah uh, I hope that this helps I hope that this frees somebody and helps somebody and it um teaches somebody something and it frees somebody of something 
Um, write it down, write it down, write it down, write it down, write it down. Um, if God gives you a revelation, he frees you from something. If he breaks a stronghold off of you, if he speaks truth into a situation that you were confused about, write it down, put it somewhere that you can see it, meditate on it, meditate on it, sit with it. Uh, God said this scripture, iron sharpens iron. If you have to talk about it with some people that God allows you to, by God's grace, and I ain't saying you need to talk about it with everybody because some people will, you know, but um, talk about it. Ask God to provide you the opportunity to speak about it. Speak about it to somebody. God, you know. This is what I'm going through right now. This is what I'm trying to process and understand. If you will provide the opportunity for me to talk to somebody about it, somebody who can help me. And you'll notice he'll do it. If that's if that's what he sees fit, he'll do it. And y'all are just having a random conversation and then they bring it up and you're like, oh my gosh, I've been dying to talk about this. <laughs> so yeah um write it down write it down write it down meditate on it because right now um the enemy intends to deceive just like he did in the garden he he intends to deceive and deceive and deceive and deceive and to lie and you have to know the difference you have to know the difference between the truth and the lie and hold on to the truth because it says who the son sets free is free indeed and jesus is the truth you are free. You are free. It's the lies that keep you bound. It's the lies. It's the deception that keep you bound. So write it down. Every time that thing seeks to come back and attach itself to you, know that's a lie. That's a lie. And even when you have conversations with people who want to continue to speak that lie to you, that's a lie. If God tells you to say nothing, say nothing. But if he tells you to speak, you tear that lie down. That's a lie. Tearing down strongholds. We're tearing them down. We are tearing them down. And you tear them down with the truth. Paul said we do not fight with the weapons of this world. We do not fight with the things of this world that are carnal. We, we fight with our heavenly weapons. And that is the word. When we put on our full armor. Our sword which is the the word that's the truth that that's the thing that fights back everything else is protection the shield the 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 belt the helmet you know the, the breastplate all of that is the our defense but our word is that's the thing that's gonna rip and tear lies down the word that is the truth so every time you get truth and those lies seek to attach itself back to you and it seeks to hit you again. My friend said something and then I'm going to close out because we're getting pretty. And I said this was going to be quick. Jesus help us. Um, you know, but Holy Spirit, do what you got to do. Um, my friend said something that was so good and it, it convicted me at the time. And I didn't really know why, but I guess now I do. Uh, she said, Jesus, God told her to fight back. You keep sitting there allowing these lies to come and then you're not fighting back. 
And now you're just sitting under it. You're not fighting back. You're not saying the Lord, you know, like you're not rebuking it and speaking truth to it. This is what, when, when Jesus went into the um, wilderness, 40 days and 40 nights and the enemy came, they wasn't fighting, like throwing fists and, you know, yelling and screaming at each other and saying hurtful things. The enemy came to lie and, and Jesus told the truth. And that's how he was defeated. Simple truth. He said, Scripture says, you are not to test the Lord God. Scripture says that you are to worship the Lord God. You are to only worship the Lord God. He says, man, the scripture says man should not survive off bread alone. Keep telling the truth. Keep telling the truth. When enemy comes to tell you, oh, you're not worth the scripture says that I am justified by the blood of the lamb. That's what scripture told me. I don't know what you're talking about. That's what scripture told me. But, um, yeah, before I get a little too deep into this, um, which I might save for the next episode, uh, I want to pray out. I thank you guys for just um, bearing with me. I told you guys that I'm trying to get better with this whole speaking thing. And um, now I'm just at a place where I'm just like, you know, I'm not really chirping off how y'all receive it i just really want to give it to y'all the way that god has given it to me and um i hope this is this creates an open conversation that you will have with somebody else you know and um just that tear strongholds be teared down and like people get freedom that's all i really want from this podcast and um again as i learn i'll be giving it to y'all so father god i just thank you for meeting us here Again, I thank you for everybody who stuck it out and is still on the other side of this phone. Um, I thank you for whatever revelation that you've just given. I thank you for the strength that you will that we will receive in our weakness. Um, I just we receive it and we thank you for it in advance. I thank you that you are teaching us the way out because you said you said that you will always provide a, a way out. That yes, we are in a fallen, upside-down world, but you will always provide a way out. And I just thank you that you continue to speak to our spirits and that we have Holy Spirit to intercede for us, that you continue to speak to us, to teach us what that way is out is out of every single situation. And sometimes we get caught up in the specifics of our situation, thinking that, oh, you know, our situation is not worth that or that's not our situation but no matter the specific situation the truth still stands and the truth is that you provide a way out there's no situation that is too big there's no situation that's too complicated there's no situation that's too far gone that you will not bring truth to and tear down none there's none you are sovereign you are sovereign and every situation has to bow. Everything has to bow. Everything has to submit itself to you. No matter how big the Goliath is or how small. 
every mountain has to move. So I just thank you that you continue to show us and get us in the habit of writing these things down and just remembering and continuing to run back to truth and run back to truth and run back to truth that we don't run to carnal things but that we run back to you because you are the only thing that can free us and make us feel better. Thank you for Jesus Christ who gave us hope for a future and that we can live to say that, yes, I I may have came from this, but my future is better. My future that's ahead of me is better than my past. So God, we just thank you. We give you honor. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Bye, guys. I love you guys so much. Have a great day.